Special guest, Jim Pergolese. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hello and welcome to the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host, Dave, along with... Trevor. Hey, Trevor, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Dave? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, we're here to talk running. Again. Yeah, running and, and whatever. Running and all things related. R- yeah, running running adjacent and uh occasionally not running at all yeah we'll go on tangents i mean i listened to a lot of sleaford mods last night so we're on a we're on a tangent right now right off the bat that's, yep that's pretty thrilling it's, it's not good yeah um but well, uh, yeah about running how was how was your week in running i know you had a big run we talked about it a bit last week i did have a i had a good week in running i had a big i had a big run a big event the the wapak trail um I did want to share though before, if if I if I may, before before getting into running. Please, yeah, please. Tangents first. We got a new hummingbird feeder. The old one broke. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm I'm not really up on technology for new hummingbird feeders, so I'm excited <laughs> to hear what it's like. Well, so it's interesting. We we really liked the old hummingbird feeder. It was a glass one. It held a lot of nectar, which is just sugar and water. Hummingbirds and children alike love that. It's true. <laughs> when you make nectar in front of children, they they're, they're like, oh, like that looks so good. I want yeah. that, and it's really just like a like a one to four sort of like ratio. It's like tons of sugar. It's like a cup of sugar to four cups of water. I think it's like yeah, um, it's, it's a simpler pleasure than chocolate milk or or most children <laughs> things that children like. Yeah, it's uh, in the south they might call it uh, Coke. Or sugar water. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah that's, yeah, that's a good callback. Or I don't know what do we call it in uh, in the Northeast? I think we call it nectar. Nectar, sweet, yeah, yeah. sweet, sweet nectar. Sweet, sweet nectar. <laughs> anyway, so the old one was good. It it was glass. It broke. I'm not quite sure of the circumstances that led to it breaking. Oh no, I I am, but I I won't. Let's just say something happened in the sink while it was being like cleaned. Okay. Um, won't won't blame anybody anybody individually but it was just a wet glass hummingbird feeder that fell in the sink and the top part that hooks on that from where it hangs broke and uh it was fixed momentarily with super glue but then broke again so anyway Uh, at that point we got the new one yeah exactly it's a teachable moment and it's also a moment to embrace new hummingbird tech hummingbird hummingbird feeder tech yeah much much like um much like we 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 postulate uh, ultra running might be like it was it was just about some problem solving in the moment ultimately the the right move was buy a new hummingbird feeder so we got one that it's not quite as aesthetic the last one was was a was a, a fine looking hummingbird fe- feeder this one is plastic and more of like an oval and does not have like this nice etched picture of a hummingbird but um it has a feature which is like a, a little rail around the around the edge like a little rim very cool and so the hummingbirds rather than just like they on the old one they'd fly up and and this is cool too they'd like sort of do that like flying in place thing like sort of treading air type of type of hummingbird move while they got got the nectar this one they'll actually stop and like perch on the edge of it and just hang out there for a bit so this one has functionality to the form um it's like brutalism has 
has yeah. finally come to hummingbird feeders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Form uh, no function over form. Yeah. Although, is this good? For, is this good for the hummingbirds? I was just walking along the Hudson River today on the other side, though, on the New Jersey side, and there was a big sign about not feeding the geese because it would mess up not their migration the patterns. Yeah. The hummingbirds. I yeah. I mean, I feel like it's 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 widely. Um, that's a good question. I mean, well, I mean, we're gonna have to ask ask somebody. We're gonna have to consult an outside source for that one. Okay. Um, I think it's good because generally, I, I think generally the um, the people who promote sort of the the hummingbird feeder feeding and and do the hummingbirds are they're pretty like hippie bird garden type people. They would have to be <laughs> generally know what they're doing. Yeah. I like how episode um, five of the Power Motion Picnic Hour is also now episode one of the the hummingbird migration <laughs> discussion. <laughs> Who knows how many episodes we have in the, of this in us? We did discuss just cross-listing the same podcast uh, on multiple categories, including music, uh, running, which is our primary and currently only category, and uh, yeah, and now we can add hummingbirds. Yeah, um, we're, the the bird community is is big. I think. I, yeah, you think it's as big as the running community? And what's the crossover? What's the Venn diagram there of runners Ooh. and birders as same people? Yeah, and who's the first? Who's the first guest to come in from both sides? That's or, or listener rather that 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 calls us out and is like, hey, wait. I honestly I mean, think the hummingbird, <laughs> the hummingbird motion picnic hours is like literally the same. I honestly think I, I have a friend who's a who is pretty accomplished in both. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah well, that's from my Brooklyn days though. Now, now that I live in Manhattan, I, I don't know. I don't know many people like that. We can, we can have, that's a future guest maybe yeah, um, down the road. So anyway, the, the point of the story is um, yeah, I, I, I'm embracing the new feeder and um, in terms of hummingbird like facts, um, I guess the only one I, I know is it's generally good to have two feeders and, and we only have one. Uh, like we have, we have two, but they're in ones in the front, ones in the back. You're supposed to have two in close proximity because the hummingbirds are actually quite like territorial. And yeah. so like often we see like hummingbird fights around the, around the feeder. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, if there, which... if any conservationists have a problem with that, please comment on a, yeah, a, a picture on our Instagram and let us know that we shouldn't, that we shouldn't do that. No, nor should we. Nor should we uh, um, talk so lightly about about the hummingbird fights that we're creating. Um, so yeah, the the run was was good. It was the Wapak Trail. It's one I've been wanting to do for a while. It's never quite lined up. Um, finally got out there. Got out there with some friends. Got out there with a coach friend. Got out there with a friend from high school who I haven't seen in. 23 years Oof. he was on the ski team doing the dry land training back nice. in the day 23 coach, years that's coach that, coach friend other friend and i yeah that's the kind of gap in in uh in seeing each other you don't get when you're a younger person but it, our listeners you know from 39 to 41 years old can certainly identify with that kind of experience they can yeah um so you, you that was a long run you started up in new hampshire right it's we started in New Hampshire, um, and I, it just dawned on me. Yeah, at that at that point in our lives, um, we had lived less years than the the previous gap in Power Motion Picnic Hour one to to two between the the college college radio show and now the nineteen year silence, the nineteen year gap where it morphed into a popular running podcast. Anything can happen over the course of nineteen years, even even a, a format change. 
<laughs> to a radio show. And then we've also we've, we've learned that in within six weeks, uh, a popular running co- po- podcast can quickly devolve into a hummingbird co- podcast. But we'll um, find out how long it takes to get that second feeder. That that's still to come, dear <laughs> it's listener. Still to come. Um, so yeah, we started in New Hampshire. The the Pacman Adnocks. We got to run over a minor ski area, uh, Temple Mountain. Um, sort of in the same the same family of minor ski areas as Pat's Peak, in that it's also in New Hampshire. Uh, down to the southern terminus of uh, the Wapak, which is uh, Captain Tierney's favorite. Are we allowed to use that? Is that did I say his name? No. You said it. Yeah, that, and that's my father's name and rank in the U.S. Army. I think okay, you. I think you. We didn't use a first name. We could. Well, yeah, we can say that. But we'll we'll save his first name till he comes on as a guest. He's done some running in his day, so. Ooh, I can't wait for that. Maybe he'd want to be a special guest one day. Yeah. We'll refer we'll refer to him as, as captain for now. And, yeah. And he he did ski there. I'm told as a youth was was quite a good skier, an accomplished one. And uh, at Watadik. At Watadik. Yep. By the time we got to Watadik, I was, I was, I was pretty beat up. I'd say. Sources tell me you were a bit underhydrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I think by about the recommendation afterwards, I, it, I think I should have had about fifty percent more water than what I had, which was four liters. I probably should have been closer to six for the amount of time we were out there and how hot it was. It sounds like a lot of water, but not for someone running 22 miles in the heat. Yeah, it was, heat was a variable, since I'm, I'm relatively new to my um, sub-ultra distance ultra running uh, endeavors that I've mostly run sort of like late winter, early spring, fall, early winter, uh, I'll run in the heat during the summer, but just for training. So never, never done like a long effort. So this one I, I underestimated, I'd say, um, maybe was a little bit overconfident and, um, learned the importance again, uh, was reminded again of the importance of hydration. It helped. Yeah. It, you know, it helps to learn, uh, <laughs> through, through repetition. So yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, overall, I'd say it was a good day out with friends, uh, g- good sense of accomplishment. Um, you know, yeah, both. So one friend, uh, actually, there was a, a third friend, but he only ran the first seven miles and then turned around because he had to get back to uh, uh, go to a friend's pool and drink margaritas. So. By the time we were on like mile whatever, whenever I texted you, like mile nineteen, and yep. I was I was I was pretty hurting at that point. That's a um, rough. That's a rough point. Although you can almost see the end by then. Although I guess you have you have three miles to go, but you also had elevation to go. I mean, by that point, I was still running, but but by running, it was like it was more like at a walking speed, where I was just one foot in front of the next, and then when I'd run, would be like to pass people. And on one of those passes, I almost, I almost tripped and fell. Like at that point I was just trying to stay like on my feet. That was the main goal. Well, it's a, it's a fine line between walking and running, but, uh, it, you know, that certainly sounds pretty amazing and congratulations on your accomplishment. Well, well and, thank you. And congrats, congratulations to me as well. Cause I think it's an accomplishment for the, for the podcast. So that's right. No, no yeah, we, we share in this. It's a team. It's a, it's a team sport out there. So tell us about, about your weekend running. 
Well, I, 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 uh, I did some more running. I finally got my, I finally got off the treadmill. I've been, uh, my knees have been hurting since, since the Providence Marathon. I guess that it wasn't that long ago. I guess that was only like three weeks ago. But I've been taking it easy, kind of easing back into running. And I finally, I finally did a run on terra firma, uh, and I ran from from the gym to uh, the quarter mile track by the East River. Mm-hmm. I did a bunch of bunch of laps on the on the rubber. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the old the ovular ovular rubber on the ground and that was pretty great <laughs> and then i ran back to the gym and i did about four miles total probably um it was pretty pretty thrilling pretty good to get out there pretty pretty crazy and chaotic at the track um and i oh i have to interrupt myself here because it looks like somebody's joining us here in the power motion picnic hour and i think we're about to have our first ever special guest Joining us live on pod, he is currently connecting to audio. Uh, who do we have here? La- ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the po- hey, welcome to the Power Motion Picking Hour, Mr. Jim Pergolizzi. Hey, thanks, guys. How are you? <laughs> Doing pretty great. Thanks oh, for wow. thanks for being here. It's good to see you. Uh, I, I'm happy to be here. It's good to see you guys. We just we just tried that an experimental format where we we don't talk to our special guest ahead of time. We just tell them to call in mid mid podcast, and uh, and I think it just worked. I like it. Are we? That was more seamless than than I was expecting, and yeah. it really worked. I'd say the only problem though, Dave, is you took our special guest Thunder, and he was supposed to say his name. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we could fix that in editing, but I but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but, we'll just but. we'll give him the opportunity now because we do need to we do need to place it in the uh, the section of the theme song where I mean you should probably yeah. say it um, say your name special guest I am Jim Pergolizzi Woo! that was great that sounded really pro You're welcome yeah well, thanks thanks, been, thanks for being here again it's, yeah. it's great yeah that sounded really good that's you sounded like a voiceover artist like um. I don't know. We'll get we'll get you an agent. At, we'll get you in touch with one after this. So maybe you can pick up some voiceover work in your free time. In your free I'm time, looking, when, <laughs> when looking you're for not, a new career. Yeah. Well, when you're not uh, doing your regular job, or or you know, or being a family man, or running 100 mile races. <laughs> there's not a lot time. of time out. Not a lot of time outside of this. I don't even know if there's enough time to do all of that without the voiceover work. Yeah. You try the voiceover work while while running. That's brilliant. There's a lot of time out there. There's tons of time. You need you need things to pass the time. What what do you pass the time with on your your hundred mile runs, Jim? Uh, it's all podcasts. I mean, it's it's ninety nine point nine percent podcasts. Occasionally, I'll go out and listen to some music, or I'll just drop my earbuds. But it's few and far between. Have you listened to the Power Motion Picnic Hour while running yet? I, I actually have, yeah. I, li- I listened to the last uh, episode while running. Wow, this is this is getting uh, more and more meta. <laughs> so, are you going to listen to this episode while you run next time? Oh man, <laughs> uh, no. Okay, yeah, that'd be, that'd, that'd, that'd be too weird, too hard to. I don't even know. Focus, you know, to not fall off the trail or whatever it is you're running. Do you guys listen to it while you're running your own podcast? I haven't yet. Um, cause I do listen to the episodes. Um, we, and right. We both do like even a final QC. Well, I think Trevor usually does the final QC before uploading, but then I do a QC right after we upload. 
So that'd be a second listen through. Yeah. While yeah. you're running, you know. I, I I have listened while running as a test and um, agreed with one of our listeners who said it's a good it's a good length for for sort of a shorter run. You can go you can go do like a four or five mile run typically during a, a power motion picnic hour. Yeah, that like 30, 40 minute is uh, ideal. And we're we're definitely aware of podcasts getting up there in the hour and a half, two hour range, which is good if you're running a hundred miles, but but not not necessarily like the the forty minute workout. Yeah, yeah. I find my I always listen to everything on like one point three, and then I go run a long race. I'm like, what what the hell am I doing? I'm just gonna have to listen to thirty eight <laughs> podcasts instead of you know twenty nine. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I made a, a five hour music playlist of nineties ska for <laughs> that I used as part of my uh, marathon training last uh, winter and spring. I need uh, that for speed work. You okay, I'll I'll send it to you. You know, I I I I do a lot of what we call soul running, where I run outside with no music, and then I've I've been running inside with podcasts. But um, for a while, I was running to that nineties ska because I thought it was a really effective method to trick my brain into convincing myself that I wasn't doing a really long distance run, that I was actually 15 years old at a ska show in the mid nineties. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of energy. Yeah. Cause when you go to those, first of all, you're young and that's great. But then when you go to one of those shows, there's like four bands, you just dance all night and it, it's running is what it is. It's not dancing. <laughs> you're just running. And, and so like, if you could trick your mind, it really, it's really pretty effective. So I'll, I'll send that to you guys and maybe we'll even share that. On the Power Motion Picnic Hour Instagram account, that'd be great. I mean, we don't have we don't have this we don't have the hard science on it yet, but we knew we do know that you're you've been quite successful running by intuition thus far. That's true. And, and you uh, know, th- these types of theories channeling the younger the younger Dave um, through through the magic of '90s ska music is is part of the formula. That's the only way I can get back there mentally and, and actually know it. Remember what it felt like. I'll make a. I'm gonna make a new. I'm gonna make a new playlist of '90s ska music that's almost that's 23 and a half hours long. So maybe Jim can use it <laughs> on his next 100 mile run. I believe that was the time you ran your last 100 mile run in. I did. Yeah, yeah. I I broke the the day barrier. I was really psyched for that. That's yeah. That's crazy. That's I, that's amazing. How many how many burritos did you have to eat for that? Oh man, it was uh, a lot of pierogi. Um, I think I had some bacon at one of the aid stations. That was wow. really good. You need the protein. Keep you keep you going. I definitely had uh, I had like half a beer at one aid station. I had a um, lot of PBJ. A lot of yes. cheese. I wonder how the bacon works. I was on tour once. We played a show in Memphis, and the the booker, a, po- a real sweet guy, apologized that there wasn't a lot of money. <laughs> so after giving us whatever small amount of money, he also gave us a big to-go styrofoam thing that was completely full of bacon. <laughs> and then, and our, our our lead guitarist ate like the whole thing, like on the way from on the way from the club in the van from the club to like wherever we crashed that night. And I don't know. I don't know if he's a listener or not, so we'll find out if he if he reports back about hearing this story. But he he woke up the next morning and he survived, and he's also alive now, uh, ten years later. So I mean, sustenance per square inch, you can't do much better than a huge box of bacon. He wasn't he wasn't eating much like probably the two weeks prior to that on tour. He seemed to survive completely on Ritz crackers and ketchup. <laughs> oh god. 
It's pretty, pretty impressive. I don't think you could do a 100-mile run on that, but... I mean, okay, there was also probably... He probably had a lot of beer as well, you know what I mean? So he wasn't suffering for calories and carbs. Well, I, I, I know of a scenario, and I'll, I'll spare any, any identifying information about, about this, but um, somebody owed somebody else money and, uh, and paid them back partially with, like, similar to the bacon, except for it was just, like, all kinds of cuts of, of like, a pig that, that this guy had raised and just gave him, like, a bunch of meat. Wow. That's I'd a, take that as payment. That sounds awesome. That's a very, that's a very Vermont story from. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. In this case, I think it was Western <laughs> Western Mass. Oh, okay. Um, which which is the same thing. Bears some bears some similarities. Yeah. Um, the three so, of us did all meet in Vermont, so it's not. Uh, we did. Yeah, maybe we should let Jim sort of introduce himself a bit more. Yeah. Um, as a person, a runner. I mean, the floor is yours, Jim. Whatever, whatever. whatever. Introduce yourself, special guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't run that much. At um, oh, maybe I shouldn't have even said I'm ble- it. I'm bleeping out the name of the college. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, that was dumb. Um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, a couple times up Chipman Hill. It wasn't really... I, it wasn't something I did all that much, but I got into it when uh, Laura, my wife, and I lived apart for a while and did kind of a sort of standard, maybe, I don't know, half marathon one year, um, started out walking on three-mile runs and just built up and then ran a marathon the next year. I always loved hiking, being out in the woods, and so I really gravitated towards trail running and found like a little five, seven mile race after running a a marathon uh, on the trails and then decided I wanted to do more. So, you know, built up and did some half marathon trail trail races and then ultimately got into ultras and kind of just have kept going. Uh, uh, Decided to, you know, built up to a 50K, 50 mile, 100K, done a couple hundred miles at this point. Working towards a... Working towards a, a part of the North Hill Placid Trail in the Adirondacks, which is about 140 miles. Going to try and give that a go at the end of the year. So, um, Good Lord. What's the biggest yeah. jump you've done in distance? You know what I mean? Like from like a, you know, a marathon to the 30, then a 30 to a 50. Like what's the biggest jump? Is there like you went from 50 think, miles to 95 miles or something? <laughs> no, I think I did them all in order, so yeah. to speak. I did, I did like uh, – a 50k and then a 50 miler and then a 100k and then a 100 miler um and like by the time i was doing some of the longer races i would do 50ks as some like training races building up to it in a training block but yeah. um i don't think i jumped yeah pro- i mean i don't think i jumped that much i think probably whatever the biggest jump in there is 60 to 100 yeah i think i think the math would say it's 100k to 100 mile yeah. Jeez. Well, that's a huge. Okay, so like a was that a thirty-eight mile jump or something, right? And also, I mean, the something bigger like jump that, there yeah. is you're going overnight. You know, I mean, hundred k. Oh yeah. You you may go into the evening, but um, you're going overnight. You're going. I mean, it's uh, it's a different world. There, yeah, there's whole wrinkles in there that I don't even want to think about. <laughs> I don't that's want the to fun even... part of it, though. There's so yeah. many damn wrinkles. Yeah, everything. It it just becomes life. Running becomes yeah. life, or life becomes yeah. running. 
yeah, eating and gear and getting your mind in the right place and getting your mind out of the wrong place. And, yeah. Uh, you know, training and there's just, yeah. That's have you amazing. ever, have you ever hallucinated? <laughs> While running or, or in general? Even. <laughs> <laughs> Good, thank you. Either, either. Or, uh, let's uh, stick to running. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes and no. Um, I, I had uh, actually in that race, I ran a devil dog ultra um, last December in Virginia, one of the coolest moments of my life. I feel like I, I it was very simple, but I was just running at about 3 a.m. I was by myself on this trail, and all of a sudden, it was like some shit out of Harry Potter. Um, this creature flies down really close to the ground and lands <laughs> in the trail in front of me, no more than 10 feet in front of me. And it lands and it looks at me and it's a barn owl with like a bright, bright white head, bright white face. Um, and it looks at me for like two seconds. I like slammed on the brakes and then it just took off, um, but in the direction of the trail. So it was like Whoa. leading me down the trail and it was only like three feet off the ground. And so I just started to run after it and <laughs> it lasted. Uh, the whole incident lasted no more than six seconds, but um, it felt like I was hallucinating. I'm pretty sure there was an owl there. Not positive. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure. We can't confirm that, yeah, that there was an owl there, but um, no one can. Yeah, you, that's most of the time you see an owl, though you can't confirm if there was actually an owl. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw an owl. I was walking around Salem, Massachusetts, at like midnight, uh, like on Thanksgiving, and I, and I saw an owl in a graveyard, <laughs> like like an ancient colonial, not ancient, like a colonial era graveyard. That, that owl might not have been there. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. Yeah. Did you hear the owl? Generally, hearing the owl is is the best way to know. Yeah, that's true. I, like I, if it if it hoots, you, Jim Jim's encounter it probably made no noise at all because owls are silent flyers. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, well, you that's usually I see an owl. It's just sitting in a tree waiting for some kind of rodent to run mm-hmm. around on the ground, and that's what the one I saw uh, in in the most haunted town <laughs> north of the Mason Dixon was uh, was doing. But yeah, yours was yours was actually some sort of magic creature i think that's safe to say i think so yeah <laughs> that's very how many so miles in was that uh like 85 somewhere around 85 yeah i think at 85 mm-hmm. you start to see owls yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, Makes that, sense. Feels, that feels right <laughs> wow all right and but so you're and you're prepping to do a 140 mile run that's the tentative plan. Yeah, I've got a couple races um, on the docket this summer before that. Um, uh, and then that's kind of the, the goal. It's not a race. I mean, there is an FKT out there that my buddy and I are going to go for. But really, we're just doing it to do it, see how fast we can do it. FKT is fastest known time. Correct. That, that's for our, our listeners. We, we've we've attracted kind of a new audience this week, which is a bird enthusiasts, like specifically interested in hummingbirds. <laughs> and uh, if, if you do check out the episode, you'll, <laughs> you'll you'll learn a bit about hummingbirds at the beginning. But um, so just yeah, for 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 them, that stands for fastest known time. 
I'm glad I could contribute the uh, owl story. Then. Yeah, that's right. Actually, there's oh, a really ties it all together. Right on topic. Uh, yeah. Our, yeah, our new crossover fans are going to be very happy they, they came to this podcast. <laughs> Future special guests will have to think of their own bird-related bird running stories. Well, that's an even better crossover than we thought about. Yeah, exactly. It's a bird story and it's a running story. So, special guests, tell us about <laughs> your best run involving birds. Yeah. We've, oh, we've set a oh, pretty high precedent. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think. I've seen actually one other time I saw an owl run. That was during the day. Uh, That's also strange. Perched, in, perched in, in life or, or running? No, uh, running. Yeah, running, perched on, okay. Perched on, the, perched on the side of a trail. Um, yeah, that's, that's the only other good... I can't beat the owl at 3 a.m. No, no, you never will. You'll, you'll, yeah, you'll never, you'll never top that moment. That was, you know, that was the crest right there for... Unless I have a better hallucination in the next one. Yeah, actually... It'll, I... it'll be a California condor. What's what? And yeah, exactly. Ride it to the finish line. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, what's the what's the hallucination at 120 miles? You know, are you going to see Sam Eagle from the Muppets? <laughs> stay, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, we'll find. We'll we'll bring you back after that race so we can find out not not your time, but what you saw. <laughs> what did you see out there, man? Yeah. I, I once on a run saw a red tail hawk that I like. This was early in the morning on a on a trail and. Um, and all of a sudden the hawk just like, just like took out, took off like from the ground. And, and then I noticed it had like a squirrel or something in its talons. And I was like, oh, it's like, I just interrupted that, that, that guy's breakfast. Uh, yeah. Visit, visiting nature, just stopping in for a minute. Apologies to the, the squirrel enthusiasts. <laughs> but, um, so what's, what's next for you, uh, in terms of running Jim? Uh, any, any, any projects, uh, races? What's what's going on this this year? Yeah, I've got um, Manitou's Revenge, which is like a, a fifty-four miler in the Catskills with a lot of elevation. Part of the Devil's Path, which is a um, really cool straight up, straight down stretch of um, trail in the Catskills. And then uh, after that, I've got one that goes around uh, the Grand Canyon of the East, Many on the Jenny. It's a 40-mile race at Letchworth, which is down in the Finger Lakes. Um, I think there's about eight Grand Canyons of the East, but this is, does this it is have, one of them. Does it have any satanic named trails or aspects <laughs> like your other races do? Not that I know of. And is that why you picked them? Find a connection. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm doing Twisted Branch, which is 100K, also in the Finger Lakes, um, kind of from only about 30 miles south of me or so. Uh, It's beautiful. It's a point to point race, which I love. Um, Really awesome people. I've done it a few times and didn't do it last year. So, uh, open that's kind of my a race uh later in august oh that's and awesome and kind of building towards uh, i've been talking to a buddy of mine um that i run with occasionally about trying to do the unsupported fkt or at least give a really good go at the northville placid trail in september sometime so that's how far is, how far is that one, one. <laughs> that's that's the 140 oh that's the 140 okay yeah, what is it called yeah. the northville placid trail Wow. It's uh, it's in the Adirondacks, but it's not. It doesn't go anywhere through the high peaks. It does actually. The northern part of it is kind of on the western outskirts of the high peaks, but uh, it goes 
yeah all the way down it's it's the whole thing is only like twelve thousand feet elevation fourteen thousand over 140 miles so it's there's not a ton of elevation but it is really remote and we'll do it <laughs> unsupported so we'll be filtering water and bringing mm-hmm. all the food we need with us wow um, what's the time so, that you'd have to beat uh, i want to say um uh, a woman that um, that I know from from some races, um, she said it last year or the year before. It's like fifty. I th- want to say it's like low fifty hours. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I, I don't recall exactly. I think it's right in that range. If they had did the, you, the, the the supported did FKT is way faster. Yeah, she did. Yeah, I've talked to her about it a little bit. She did. She um, I think mostly took dirt now. Um, uh-huh. And I've read a report a bunch of times. She mostly took dirt naps. Uh, What's a yeah, dirt so, nap? <laughs> so like just just basically take your pack off, put oh, it under just... your head, and fall asleep on the side of the trail. As long as you want. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you set an alarm for something like that? I mean, if you're by yourself, I would have yeah. to. Otherwise, otherwise you sleep, sleep for ninety hours. <laughs> yeah. Woken by an owl. Yeah, being eaten by an owl like ninety hours later. I think you can finish uh, this race. <laughs> As long as it's not like a moose licking the side of your face. Yeah, it's true. It could, it could be uh, worse. It goes through the Moose River Plains. So the, I've, I've seen moose <laughs> on the trail before. I've been on the trail a bunch of times. Um, so yeah, we're, I've I've talked to my buddy Aaron about it. Um, you know, I was thinking when I tr- I actually tried it a couple of years ago, and I was going to take like a five hour sleep in the middle of it, and then just push and try and just do that. He's been more inclined because he's done some races where you do a mile in 20 minutes and then you just do that as many times as you can, like a backyard ultra, that type of race. Mm -hmm. And so he's really used to like five, 10 minute naps uh, to stay up for 36 hours straight. So I've just never done it. Uh, I, I, um, so I'm kind of more inclined towards the other, but I don't know what's better. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll figure it out. I, I used to run the 600 in, in indoor track in high school sometimes. And maybe I could try this same approach with like my next, I'm running like a 10 K. So maybe, maybe I could like run a, a 600 pace and then lay down. <laughs> lay down for a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm running a 10 K on my birthday. So maybe I'll try that. And then once I feel all right again, I'll get up and run another 600 pace. <laughs> I mean, you kind of, that was kind of part of your strategy that you kind of used into for Providence where like you walk into the aid station, kind of take a cup, walk a little more, another cup. I mean, a lot of the type of running that, that Jim's talking about, which is one of the reasons I also sort of lean towards, towards trail running and, and aspire to get, you know, longer and longer distances is a lot of it is, is you're slogging along pretty damn slowly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you got a lot of excuses to not, not even run at all. Like hills, technical terrain, leaves. I, I think know. until today, I didn't know that there was a type of, of running racing that involved sleeping, <laughs> which is, which is pretty, Sign uh, me up. yeah. Right. That's a, that's a, I gotta, I'm going to have to think about that off pod before I even know how to respond. And next week I'm going to be responding to that thing. How I feel about Dave, it. Dave's in, Dave's doing the Coca Dona five two fifty, but he's, uh, he's word has it. He's sleeping through, through most of it. Yeah, exactly. He's most of it. An extended dirt nap. <laughs> I think yeah, and I think you might have brought a water bed as well. So. <laughs> you can drink it. You bring your own water. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that makes the perfect sense. Of, the, the king of the DNF. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. It's like we were saying in the past, we celebrate all types of running, and we also celebrate <laughs> p- finishers and non-finishers of non-finishers races. Too. So what about like a non-finisher? <laughs> yeah. yeah, all types of sleeping as well. sleep. Yeah, exactly. We also celebrate <laughs> all types running. of sleepers. Yeah. <laughs> Do a little running, get a little sleep. <laughs> I mean, that's a, sounds like me, like, you know, like getting, getting to my apartment from the train at the corner and <laughs> jump, jumping in bed. <laughs> Uh, well, that's wild, man. That's crazy. Way, way to go. We were before you got on. I was just congratulating Trevor on his twenty-two mile run uh, this past weekend. So congratulations to you on your uh, twenty thousand miles logged running or whatever you're up to so far. <laughs> I think so. I think we, to bring this all full circle, we we probably well not quite because this this park doesn't have owls or hummingbirds, but. Um, has some kind of bird i hope yeah there's a power motion picnic hour community mile event that that we're we're organizing for i don't know late summer yeah sometime this summer we're gonna do a a pro-am invitational first annual power motion picnic hour run i was actually when you joined when you joined us i was just talking about a run i did to a quarter mile track along the east river to scope it out and uh we don't have a lot of time left but the the short story is it looks like a great spot for the race and all systems go. We're going to keep planning. So everybody listening. Yeah. Stay tuned. And you could probably set a course record since the only other participants that we know about right now are Dave and I. Yeah, Um. (laughs) exactly. So you have a a real good chance. Uh, Except like I said, there are a lot of kids out there racing each other, like wearing denim and stuff so those kids might also because they they do have their actual youth they don't have to simulate youth through listening to ska they actually are living it you can't beat the kids in denim no all right well i guess we are running out of time so before we get cut off we should should say farewell jim thank you so much for joining us well we gotta have you back jim you're about inspirational you'll yeah we'll have you back but we've got we got to hear about these these events good talking to you guys this is the power motion That was a pretty great episode. I had a, I had a great time talking to our first ever special guest, Mr. Jim Pergolizzi. Um, yeah, a real a real honor. Jim is Jim is a, a great friend, a, a great person. The, the first person to, uh, other than Dave Rawlings, a Gib brother and or two, and uh, first de-anonymized person. Probably the first de-anonymized person to even be referenced on the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Yeah, it was a, it was a rare a rare moment of seriousness. He brought when we, when we got there. He brought the owls. He brought he brought more running knowledge and experience than has ever been present on the Power Motion Picnic Hour. He raised the bar a bit as far as running expertise and experience, and we'll see if we can keep that up next week, or or if it's gonna be all hummingbirds for forty minutes. Crossover into the the, the better running uh, sort of uh, community. You know, people who like legit, yeah. legit runner community. We're broadening our appeal. This isn't just for for kids racing from tree to tree in Central Park anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the big leagues. This is yeah. This feels like a, a transformational uh, moment to 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 technically and uh, spiritually pull off our, our first special guest and and uh, and yeah, just a just a great a great runner, a great person, and an inspiration and. Uh, so special guest number two, um, TBD. We'll we'll see what that is. Um, 
so we didn't really, I think we, 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 we got a few things we got to catch up on next week. Um, unlikely we'll have a second special guest so quickly, but we, we've got, we got some mailbag. We got, yep. um, I think we got a song of the week. We're going to have a song of the week picked out for next week. So that'll be fun to talk about. We could do some more updates about our upcoming pro-am invitational race this summer. Mm, keep, we, we could finally, we could finally have a discussion in the gear corner. Ooh, we could go to the gear corner. Yeah. Um, Is it the gear shed as you suggested possibly calling it? We did get a we did get a, a suggestion from a listener that that they 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 thought the gear shed we we might be more likely to enter the gear shed pull pull out pull out some gear uh, than we would the gear corner which we yeah. have yet to to visit um, now on and, all five you know, episodes but and we didn't even we didn't even dive into the mailbag this week so next week we'll do a return to the mailbag a return to the song of the week. A return to the extreme irreverence that the Power Motion Picnic <laughs> Hour has become known for. Tons of segments, tons of tons of self-reference. Uh, less special guests next week, but um, you know we hope you stay tuned. Yeah, can't wait to speak to you all then. Um, until then, everyone, you know, run like crazy. That's what we, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah, uh, run your hearts out. Yeah, do whatever you want. That's what we always <laughs> say. Whatever, whatever feels right, do that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, just, just, just go out and do it. Yeah, and until next time, onward. Special guest, Jim Pergolese. This is the Power Motion.